0: all right it's the weekend and today is october 10th i'm marco timpano
1: i'm amanda barker
0: amanda today is national hug a drummer day no yes really yes it is and that has significance for you but behind every song that stirs your soul there's the beat of a drum amanda whether you listen to rock jazz country, you name it, there's some drum in there. That's why every October 10th we celebrate National Hug a Drummer Day. That
1: makes me sad because my dad is a drummer. Yes. And I would like to hug him today.
0: My last name means drum so you can always hug me.
1: I'll have to hug you instead.
0: Okay. Well, I'll take
1: one for the team. (laughs) I
0: hope it's not too much of a chore. All right, if you're born today, uh, you're considerate and your selfless, selfless nature defines you, Amanda. Oh. You love to be in social situations and have the natural ability to understand when others could use some help. Mm. Uh, in true selfless fashion, you will often put the needs of loved ones ahead of your own. Oh. So that's today, October You're 10th. You're nice. Yes. You know who
1: else is nice? Who? Dan. Oh, that's my ring. Dan Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Stevens shot to stardom with the role of Matthew Crawley on the mega hit series Downton Abbey. Didn't we love him? You we did. We loved to miss Matthew. Uh, which he did play until deciding to exit the series at the end of the third season to pursue a career in Hollywood movies.
0: Spoiler and alert, he dies in a car crash on Downton.
1: Oh, that's awful. Well... Oh, well, I mean, if you haven't watched it by now. Anyway, so far, he's actually one of the few that it's been a big success. Usually Bill and I like to joke about people that leave and then you never see them again. Do you remember
0: seeing that car accident and how shocked we were that that happened? My hand was
1: over my mouth for the entire episode.
0: I spilt my tea and my scone.
1: (laughs) Anyway, um, he's had appearances in Beauty and the Beast, the guest, the series Legion, and he was so fantastic as this year's Netflix films, uh, the villain, kind of the villain anyway.
0: The antagonist anyways. Sure.
1: Yeah. In Eurovision Song Contest. If you haven't seen Eurovision Song Contest, I recommend it if you if you know anything about Eurovision Song right. Contest. If you don't, you're just going to think what a stupid movie. But believe me, you know what? You'd better just Google Eurovision and countries and you'll see videos that you won't believe have ever been made. Anyway, he he's um, he's Russian in this. Um, he's very funny. And right. I kept saying, who is this guy? He's so good. Not realizing it was Matthew Crawley. Yeah. And he was born on this day in Croydon, England in 1982.
0: It was actually Dan Stevens. It wasn't Matthew Crawley. Dan well, Stevens playing Matthew Crawley. it will be <laughs> Matthew Crawley to me. <laughs> okay, well, Bradley Winford started on an episode of The Equalizer in 1985. My dad loved that show.
1: Whitford. Bradley Whitford. Whitford. What did I say? You said Winford and okay. I just wanted to make okay. sure. Well,
0: that... Winford, Whitford, I Potato, know. Potato. Well, he had many roles in in Awakenings in the movie's Awakenings Mm -hmm. uh, Scent of a Woman NYPD Blue Uh and as in the Adam Sandler comedy Billy Madison but he became a household name when he played the role of Josh Lyman on seven seasons of The West Wing Mm. he was great in that for which he uh, received his first this
1: guy yeah of three Emmys I see The West Wing it's
0: so good he was nominated for three Golden Globes for that role Mm -hmm. he won further Emmys for Transparent and The Handmaid's Tale and was in the films Other People Unicorn Store and Saving Mr. Banks. Most recently he was on Brooklyn 99 and was born on this day in Madison, Wisconsin, in 1959.
1: I might want to watch uh, West Wing.
0: You should. It's Would you great. watch it with me? Yeah, it's great. Okay. I've okay. seen it though.
1: I know. Charles Dance is most famous for playing severe critical characters. Most recently as Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones and Lord Mountbatten on The Crown. Okay, yes, this guy. But his career goes back to television performances in the 70s, the Bond film For Your Eyes Only, the miniseries The Jewel in the Crown, and the films Alien 3, The Imitation Game, and Gosford Park. Gosford Park, it's becoming the new. uh,
0: Falcon Crest. I was going to say
1: Knott's Landing, but Falcon Crest. He, was, he has directed the film Ladies in Lavender with Maggie Smith and Judi Dench. He was nominated for three Emmy Awards, and he was born on this day in Redditch, England in 1946.
0: Chris Penn carved out his own notable career with his performances in Rumblefish, mm-hmm. not Passion Fish, Rumblefish. They often get confused. Shortcuts.
1: By me, I confuse them.
0: True Romance, and as Nice Guy Eddie in Reservoir Dogs, co-starring... So cool. Sorry?
1: So great. Yeah. So great both in True Romance and
0: Reservoir Dogs. For sure. Uh, he co-starred with more famous uh, Oscar winning, his more famous Oscar winning brother Sean Penn in the film At Close Range, which I think Madonna sang a song for. Did she? Live to Tell I think is from oh, At Close Range. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We need Bill to confirm that. He was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1965. And get this, Amanda, he died of a heart attack in 2006 at the age of 40. I know. It's so sad. It's got to be Coke, though, right? Well, I don't know. When you're 40. I know.
1: He was a big guy. Bei Ling appeared in films in China in the 80s, then came to the States and appeared on Guiding Light in the film The Crowd, and in a small role in Oliver Stone's Nixon. She made headlines when she co-starred with Richard Gere in the 1997 dramatic thriller Red Corner. Do you
0: remember that? Nope. I oh, think, a I little think bit I think he gets arrested in China and she's his lawyer that they have a fling with, I think? Yeah.
1: Okay. A film critical of China's human rights abuses, so I don't remember that part of it, and her appearance in it resulted in her having Chinese citizenship revoked.
0: I remember that, yeah.
1: Yikes. She remained in the United States, where she appeared in Anna and the King, Southland Tales, Crank High Voltage, and the latest Conjuring film. She was born on this day in Chengdu, China, in 1966.
0: Peter Coyote has given memorable performances in Outrageous Fortune, Jagged Edge, Pedro Almodovar's uh, film Kika, And of course, in the 1988 horror film, Sphere. But if you don't know his face, you definitely know his voice because he's narrated uh, many long-form documentaries, including The Color of War, which I saw, which was great. Mm -hmm. The documentary Enron, The Smartest Guy in the Room, which Mm -hmm. I've heard about, but we've never watched. And the more recent uh, documentary by Ken Burns, The Vietnam War. And the PBS series on country music. And uh, he has uh, an Emmy Award for his narration work and was born on this day in Manhattan in 1941,
1: Amanda. Okay, um... Peter Coyote is who you just talked about.
0: That's right. So you're on to (laughs) Jodie (laughs) Benson.
1: Jodie Benson was nominated for a Tony Award for Crazy for You on Broadway, but she's much better known for her work in animation, particularly for her first role as Ariel in the Disney blockbuster The Little Mermaid. Since then, she has voiced characters in Disney's Hercules television series Batman Beyond, Sophia the First, and appeared on screen in Enchanted and an episode of Caroline in the City.
0: Do you remember that show?
1: I do. It's a long time ago. She was born on this day in Rockford, Illinois in 1961.
0: Richard Jichel? Is that how you say his name, Amanda? I don't. Well, that's how I'm going to say it. was a character actor who was nominated for an Oscar for the film Sometimes a Great Notion. Plus, he had memorable appearances in the films The Dirty Dozen, Starman, and Herbie Goes Banana, mm-hmm. your brother's favorite film.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is, actually.
0: His last role was on 28 episodes of Baywatch in the early 90s. Before his death in 1997 at the age of 70, he was born on this day in Long Island, New York in 1926.
1: Rebecca Pigeon is an actress best known for her collaborations with her husband, David Mamet, uh, including, and she was great in this, the film State in Maine. Heist, and The Winslow Boy. She appeared in the film Red and on the series The Shield. Oh, yeah. She was on The Shield? Yeah. Okay. And she was born on this day in Cambridge, Massachusetts in 1965.
0: Maria Lopez was one of the cast members of Saved by the Bell, Amanda, mm-hmm. in the original show's four-season run, continuing to play Slater on the spin-off and television films that followed, plus starred on Pacific Blue was on the bold and the beautiful for a year, had a run on Nip and or Nip Tuck, I always want to say Nip and Tuck, Nip Tuck, and co-hosts Access Hollywood. He's currently voicing the character on Elena of Avalor and is set to appear in the Saved by the Bell reboot. He was born on this day in San Diego in nineteen seventy three.
1: <laughs> Good old Mario Lopez. Are you uh, a fan of his? No.
0: Or is it Mario Lopez? I always say Mario, but it's Mario in the U.S.
1: Well, yeah. the U.S. In the U.S., they really hit the A's hard, even yeah. though they overcorrect. I think that's what it is. And maybe I'm
0: undercorrecting. It's Mario in Italian, so yeah. I could call him Mario Lopez.
1: And in Spanish, it would be?
0: Mario Lopez. Yeah. yeah.
1: But they overcorrect. Like, they'll say Costa Rica. Right. We say Costa Rica. It's really Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah. yeah sure. So it's sort of in between, but they overcorrect. Uh, Edward D. Wood Jr. is known and loved as the worst Hollywood filmmaker of all time. An affectionate title for his oddly constructed but unforgettable films that have become classics since their release, including Glen or Glenda. Bride of the Monster, and his most famous classic, Plan 9 from Outer Space. His sincere belief in his storytelling abilities was captured by Tim Burton in 1994 in the masterpiece, Ed
0: Wood. It was so good, that film. Yeah.
1: And he was born on this day in Poughkeepsie, New York, in 1924. A hero of the queer community, and for anyone who loves Angora, he died in 1978 at the age of 54. Oh, that was
0: young. What did he die of? Oh, that's sad. Michael Oliver became a star when the film Problem Child was a surprise hit, Amanda, mm-hmm. leading to him repeating the title role in the film's sequel a year later. Following the release of Part 2, Universal sued Oliver's mother, Diane Ponce, for extortion after she threatened to pull her son from the film just before production uh, was begin to uh, was due to sp- to begin, Amanda, demanding $420,000 uh, as a salary raise over his initial 80,000 salary. So she was demanding an extra, she wanted to bring it up to 500,000, if you will. Okay. The court ruled in the studio's favor on account of the renegotiation contract was under duress and forced his mother to pay the money back. And he never made another film, if wow. you can believe it. Only appearing in a few episodes of television. In a recent interview, Oliver said he is happy. Living his private existence and very much enjoyed his brief time as a child star, he was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1981.
1: Interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. So they probably, what probably happened with that is they probably decided on Problem Child 2 before Problem Child 1 was even released. So she probably, they probably agreed to a set salary thinking, well, that's a good amount. And then when it made so much money, she realized, holy cow, we could, you know, we're really owed a lot more, more money. Than,
0: I don't even remember this movie, Problem Child. Yeah,
1: but here's the thing. Like, guys, 80000 to be the lead in a movie is is Peanuts. Right. It really is Peanuts. So she's not wrong. She wasn't wrong.
0: Yeah, but this was back in... Back in... The 90s. The 90s. But what is this movie, Problem Problem Child?
1: I think it was like a Home Alone. It was like a okay. kid. It was a bad kid. I see. So it could have come and gone as easily as anything else. But it it just for some reason caught on, I think, with the Home Alone audience. And uh, you know, so maybe they said it's eighty and eighty to do two movies. Well, right. for a kid, one hundred sixty thousand is a lot of money, sure. especially if you think they're going straight to uh, video. You know, but then it ended up becoming a hit, so it's not unfair. To I know, but from... you don't
0: extort to get the money. You hire legal representation to say, I'm, my kid is getting ripped off. Anyways. Which is,
1: I mean, it probably is what happened. Anyway, somebody I shared a set with last year, Julia Sweeney, made us laugh on five years of Saturday Night Live, eventually making a film version of her popular character, Pat. Plus, she had roles in Pulp Fiction, Stuart Little, an episode of Sex in the City, and on the new series, Shrill, um, she's also in, uh, season three of American gods. I don't know if I can say that yet. Anyway, her acclaimed film, God said, ha, which I love. I, I, yeah, you watch that. I think I about it, it. Yeah. to this day. My first year in Toronto being working in a video store, it's one of the things I rented was a filmed monologue in which she told audiences about her experience as a cancer survivor. Uh, my favorite story is she's in a bookstore looking like crap in overalls and she lets out the biggest fart and it like this woman's head kind of shoots up because she hears the fart and realizes she knows her and she's like Julia and then she stands there and the fart stinks anyway um she she followed that with concert films in the family in the family way and letting go of God she was born on this day in Spokane Washington in 1959 and uh Daniel Krolik our good friend was telling me about a series that she made about or something she made about like in response to pat because oh, okay. pat i mean today right. we would say pat is transgender right. or non-binary right um probably non-binary um but you know it wasn't defined and we didn't have those definitions in the way we do now we don't have we didn't have access to them back then so um she's she's responded to that interesting yeah
0: someone who is very interesting ben vereen he won a tony award for bob Fosse's pippin which I've never seen mm-hmm. and was later in Fosse's films Sweet Charity once again never seen mm-hmm. and all that jazz plus was a Tony nominee for Jesus Christ Superstar and appeared in the films Why Do Fools Fall in Love Idle, Idle Wild and Time Out of the Time Out of Mind and was Uncle Philip on Webster <laughs> Do you remember Webster? Yeah. Last year, he was on the series Star and was born on this day in Dade County, Florida in 1946.
1: It must have been King Herod and Jesus Christ Superstar. I'm trying to figure out who Ben Vereen would play. Uh, um, Jessica Harper is best known for her iconic roles in a number of 70s movies, including Phantom of the Paradise, Paul Schrader's Hardcore, and most popular Super... How, how do I say it?
0: Uh, Suspiria
1: Suspiria by uh, Dario Argento. She has continued to make uh, and act in films including Pennies from Heaven, Minority Report, and the Suspiria remake. And she was born on this day in Chicago in 1949.
0: Michael Giacchino is a film composer currently enjoying great success for his work in Pixar and Marvel films as well as the Jurassic World franchise, Super 8, which we saw, John Carter didn't you scream really loudly in the theater at one moment during that film? John Carter? No, Super 8. The I kids, I think the I don't
1: remember Super 8. Oh yeah, with Dakota Fanning or uh, Elle Fanning.
0: You know, there's a there's, there's a, a train, train thing and yeah. you screamed so loudly. Yeah, well,
1: there's a scene. That's okay, well, that's uh, screamy.
0: Okay. Well, okay. Anyway, also composed uh you might know this film, JoJo Rabbit. He won an Oscar for the film Up and was born on this day in Riverside, New Jersey, in 1967.
1: Amanda, Jojo Rabbit, great film. A lot of other Oscar years. Bill can will fight me on this, but a lot of other Oscar years, I think it would have won. But oh. yeah, I know. But we, I think, had a couple really wonderful films. I mean, we always do, but. Uh, Last year, which is good because we're going to (laughs) have not many. Sure. Um, One of my mother's favorites. My mother read her autobiography and absolutely loved it and loves her. Helen Hayes was named the first lady of the American theater in the 20s and 30s, preferring the roles available to her on stage to what the movies had to offer in the early sound days. But she was successfully lured to Hollywood a few times, including the sin of the Madeleine Claudette, for which she won the Best Actress Oscar not too shabby, John Ford's Aerosmith, and A Farewell to Arms, based on the novel by Ernest Hemingway. In her later years, she won a second Oscar for Best Supporting Actress as the adorable stowaway in 1970s blockbuster Airport, and she continued to work in films and television shows until she finally retired in 1985. She was born on this day in Washington, D.C. in 1900. Wow. Wow was born in Washington, D.C. In maybe. 1900, no less. And she died in 1993 at the age of 92.
0: You know, her original name was Melon Mays, and she changed it to Helen Hayes.
1: Isn't that fascinating?
0: Well, we're going to end with David Lee Roth, uh, who is an American rock vocalist, musician, songwriter, actor, author, artist, and former radio personality. Mm-hmm. He's best known for his wild, energetic stage persona and the lead singer of the hard rock band Van Halen. Of course, we just lost Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um uh, he was the lead singer through many stints, including from 1974 to 1985 and from 1996 again uh, in 2006 onward. He's also known as a successful solo artist. In 2007, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of Van Halen. Roth possesses a vocal range of five octaves and three notes, Amanda. Did mm. you know that? Mm-mm. I had no idea. He was born on this day in Bloomington, Indiana in 1950.
1: I always think that's garbage, though, when people say about octaves. Like, okay. we can all go, we can all shriek really high and right. we can all go really low. It, it, it's more about how good you sound. Sure.
0: That was my ring. All right, well, Amanda, that's October 10th for you. Okay. If you're celebrating Thanksgiving this long weekend, I hope you have a great one. And if you're not, well, then just enjoy the weekend.
1: If you're dying your roots this weekend, like I am, know that I did this podcast with black dye all around my forehead.
0: And if you know a drummer, give him a big hug.
1: (laughs) Please, give, give, and if you know a dad, give him a big hug if you can.
0: Give generously to the drummer hug foundation listen
1: if you know a drummer and if you have an old drum kit that you want refurbished send it to my dad in sebastian florida daniel barker he'll take all your drums and piss my mother off because they're taking over the garage
0: well there you go well join us tomorrow for more born on this day podcast bye